Welcome back, everybody, to Top Shelf, a guide to high-quality leadership, spirits, and everything in between. It's been a while. Apologies to Oof. all you fans out there. Hot minute. Yeah, hot minute. We've been through some situations through Christmas and New yeah. Year's, and yeah, yeah. Clint's transitioning. Christ. So. That's what? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> It's a very There's fancy no yeah. term. He's just, just kind of transitioning into his uh, his new life and his new role. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode, we're gonna kind of go back in, in the, time. The, the back in time to uh, reflect upon our year in in 2023, as we're now in 2024. So, season three, episode seven, we're gonna go back. We're gonna discuss some of our highlights lowlights and twilights if uh, you know what i mean you know the saga uh new moon so (laughs) bella um bella Bella. um and then our uh mockdail our cock mocktail is going to be the top shelf or ts teeny so this is a mocktail i am sober for the month of january or for 42 days as usual Go Jackie Robinson, and uh, so um, just trying to get a cleanse going for the year, and it's going pretty well. I'm not gonna lie; I've driven past a few of the breweries, and I just, you know, wanted it. But... Started sweating. Oh yeah. God! You know, so this time last year, uh, we did a mocktail slash cocktail. So I was drinking. Uh, how would you? How do you call it? Full full fuel or Le- oh, uh, leaded and unleaded? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. this year, I'm supporting my man Jason, and I'm gonna do a dry mocktail as well. But so. he's been drinking all day, so <laughs> so it doesn't really count. So he's probably like, I just need some normal drinks. Some like, Nutrition, yeah, yeah, yeah some yeah. water, some liquid. That's right. So it's not fair. But uh, so our topics, yeah, we're going to do a, a rewind. We're going to do some reflection on uh, the 2023 year in our episodes. We're going to talk uh, about stop being busy and start being productive uh, from a leadership perspective. Yeah, and then our, uh, we're going to launch into our current event, kind of one that's a little bit um, disturbing, uh, but we want to hit it from a leadership perspective as opposed to kind of digging deeper into um, the subject the matter, subject or the yeah. legal around it and we've got our, our partner in crime our mascots our mascots he's been upset so he's he wants back into the lab and so uh, we're going to launch into uh, our current event and that's going to be Jeffrey Epstein and uh, the situation that uh, took place on uh you know, in New York, on his island, and all, all around the world, really. Yeah, I think he had houses in Paris and uh, Dubai and all over the place. So yeah, so he was inviting, you know, significant leaders and people to um, his his groups or his his properties. And it goes without saying, as a leader, when you're accepting these, I, I would call them gifts or trips or. Opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, there's always you're gonna always owe something, right? That's right. And so, by accepting these gifts, by accepting these trips, there's a maybe an unknown kind of ethical premise there. And I, I think Jeffrey Epstein was taking advantage of those leaders. And I, I always thought that those leaders or those people that were going there were stronger leaders. Than I had anticipated, to be honest, and and for sure, there's no way that all of them did not see the 
the situations and the atrocities that were happening. And as a leader, if, if we were being offered certain opportunities and certain gifts, they don't, strings are attached. These are not, these are not free. Yeah, and, and maybe you fall down, you make that first mistake, but you look at a lot of the people that are on this exposed list that, that came out, um, it, well, it came out recently, it's yeah. all over the news, yeah. obviously there's been people that have been doctoring the list and everything else, but it was part of the defamation case that was brought against Ghislaine Maxwell, who was his, his wife at the time, and the U.S. District Judge eventually released that. I think they gave... Um, the people that were on the list an opportunity to um, have their name removed if they could prove that it wasn't true. But there's a lot of names that ended up there, hundreds and hundreds of people. And what I found interesting was multiple trips. So you look at the big names like the like the Bill Clintons and the Trumps, and they didn't go just one time to the islands. Yeah, you know, multiple they, trips, multiple multiple trips over a number of years. And so to your point, it's, there's always strings attached, but as soon as you smell that there's something wrong or something seems off, so let's say I accept hockey tickets from a client or from a customer of mine, and I go, and that's not a big deal, but then it seems like there are strings attached, that's when you need to sever that and make sure that you you know, you know tread lightly. I'm just disappointed that a lot of these people just kept going back. It's, kept going, yeah, kept expecting more. So you're going back to these locations and going back to this, I, you know, personal island and you know what's happening you know what's going on and like you go back to the hockey games or or maybe a concert generally speaking when you're getting these free trips when you're getting these free gifts someone's expecting something from you whether it's a contract whether it's uh, a new opportunity whether you may be bouncing somebody uh, another contractor or another client out of the mix right so there's always something attached to it nothing nothing in this world is free and these trips were just epstein's way of controlling and and i think theoretically speaking getting up on some of these people to allow him to make some decisions make some money and well, you think, well, it's also a blackmail strategy, yeah, black, right? Yeah. So think of how well connected these political leaders or like Bill Gates was on the list, right? Like, so now you have billionaires and well connected politicians that can actually maybe his strategy was like, I am doing something bad. I'm a bit of a monster. I need these people to protect me in the future mm-hmm. if something bad happens. Yeah, Stephen that. Hawking was there. Like, yeah, incredible. Like, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein's claim to fame is well, what? I mean, I, I I tried to do some research on him. There wasn't, there's not a lot of substance there. No. And his substance is bringing people together. Yeah. And I think bringing people together for the wrong reasons, and then you know blackmailing them, and then people just not being strong enough leaders or having the strong enough will to say this is not right. I don't want to take part in this, and I can no longer you know, attend or, or come to these locations. It might've been too late. You went once and you did something or you saw something, it might've been too late and you're already in. So for sure. Yeah. And I, I think to make it clear for our listeners, it's, it's not about not accepting gifts. Like if a client nope. buys you something no, no. or you achieve a target and you get a bonus, like there are c- certain circumstances, understand your company's policy around receiving gifts. Um, maybe even run it by your, your direct leader, your, mm-hmm. your management or mm-hmm. senior leadership. And say, hey, is this okay? Am I crossing an ethical boundary? If you even have that as a question in your mind, that means you should be asking that question. It's just good, good, good practice. Yeah, and saying no to these gifts isn't a bad thing, right? No. If you feel uncomfortable, 
accepting a gift at Christmas time or any other time or, or what have you, don't feel bad to say no. Just You can just deny it. Do it in a polite and professional manner. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody gives you a bottle of alcohol and you don't drink, you can... You can you know, re, you know, send it back in a nice way and just say, hey, apologies, I don't, I don't drink, but uh, really appreciate the, the, you know, absolutely the, the gift, but yeah. it's, not, it's just not for me. Yeah. I'm busy that evening, yeah. whatever it may be. There mm-hmm. are polite ways of doing it for yeah, sure. And yeah. And I know mis- municipalities and cities and, and, um, city workers, um, are restricted from receiving gifts. So mm-hmm. even taking them out for lunches or dinners, uh, they have to pay for themselves. So that's right. That's, that's for their corporate policies. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to put a pin in. I didn't want to stick too much into it. I didn't want to dive into all the people yeah, or the names in there. If you want to look it up, there's a Netflix series and, and there's a ton of stuff uh, out there on the internet. Uh, exactly. Be careful. You know, read through the lines and there's a, a lot of people twisting and turning and making stories and, and making headlines. But uh, we're from a leadership perspective. It, this is more about the gifts. This is more about not getting trapped or not getting pushed into a situation where now you're you're in an IOU situation. Right? Yeah, and I'll close off. I, I imagine there's a lot of people that are on the list that only went once and maybe they did see through the weeds or maybe they were uncomfortable, but they probably took that invitation on a understanding that this was wow great i get a free vacation with yeah. a billionaire to his island like how like i probably would have said yeah the first time and then once you realize you're like whoa okay so it's not that everybody on that list is a bad person there are probably a lot that are mm-hmm. but there's you know it's they might have been caught off guard too totally right? yeah, yeah. Uh, and unfortunately the devil's in the details mm-hmm. right so exactly all right so we're gonna kick right into reflecting and we're gonna reflect on the year <laughs> <laughs> we're going to reflect on 2023. Some of the highlights, lowlights, and twilights. Mm-hmm. Clint, what was, your, what was your number one current event? What was your favorite current event last oh, year? Oh, okay. It was Secret Agent Man, the <laughs> oh, Chinese right. spy balloons. Oh, the spy balloons. Yeah, yeah you know. so much fun. And we have it. You know, we blew those up, and we haven't heard much. Nothing. Since, but, since those spy balloons were blown up. You want to know what it is? I think I think they found nothing. There was no... It was probably just... I, we need to actually research it, but I bet you it was just... Which is dead. It's a dead story, right? There's that's no, exactly You right. know what? When you don't... When there's a big, you know, issue, and there's a lot of news about it, then all of a sudden there's nothing. There's nothing, right? You can bury those stories. It tells yeah. me there's either nothing or it was or something, something substantial yeah. that they didn't want to scare anybody. But yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was nothing. So the fact that there's been so many over the years, and it, I, I think they're they're just weather balloons that have gone off course, and that's it. Yeah, so. shooting a missile out of those. Is, <laughs> I mean, people I, shooting their handguns. Remember we were talking about that? Just trying to hit it with a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. But sh- shooting a missile, usually missiles are anywhere from like a thousand to a hundred thousand per. So it took, oh. you know, potentially could have cost a hundred thousand dollars to blow up a. Yeah. A weather balloon? Absolutely. Ah, just, yeah. Just get yeah. up there with a plane and throw a dart at it. <laughs> what was yours? What was yours? Uh, my favorite current event actually was um, heartfelt. It was a heartfelt one. For me, it was uh, the passing of Jimmy Buffett. Just uh, because yes. he had a lot of meaning in my um, early adolescence. And then as I aged, like he was always with me at the beaches on holidays. He, you know, some of his songs or soundtracks of my summer sure. and youth and... 
they they evoke um, memories and smells and all yeah. the feelings that you had when you listened to it. It was just so comfortable and, and just brought me back to a time when life was not as stressful. For sure. As, as, you, as you age, you put more pressure on yourself to do more, be more, be better and... and you know, when you listen to Jimmy, it kind of just lets everything melt away. Even to this day, I still love uh, listening to Jimmy and, and um, appreciate his uh, style of life and, you know, what he zest, zest for life. Just when you're ever in those situations, ask yourself, what would Jimmy Buffett do? <laughs> what would JB do? Not Justin Bieber. Yes. <laughs> All right, Clint. So, Reflect, you know, reflecting back, what were, what was your kind of? I'm, I'm going to go into uh, not the worst, but your most disappointing episode. Like, what what episode would you like to redo? What do you want to redo? You know, well, that's a good I, one. I, redo. I would like. I'd like to redo the episode one. Episode one. I thought we had some good topics. We, content. Yeah. We had good content. We had a great cocktail. Do you remember what the cocktail was? Yeah, it was the old fashioned one. Yes, absolutely. Uh, old fashioned. It's classic and. Not that we screwed up on the cocktail, but I felt like we didn't deliver the content very well. There's lots of ums and ahs and dead space, but we were just getting started. I mean, this was the you know the tip of the iceberg. Would love to have another crack at that, and uh, that was it. Was a re- it was fun? Obviously, it kind of set the the motion the for trajectory. us to do more. Yeah, but would like to have that one back. Yeah, for me, the same thing. Same thing. I'd uh, love to redo that first episode. Not understanding the ability to pause. Right. We, we would fill those dead spaces because we were uncomfortable mm-hmm. with the ums and ahs. And unfortunately, it came through. And you, you, we, could pick, we could pick it apart, but it was the, a stepping stone. We were starting something new. We were learning the audio. We were learning the microphone systems. We were learning how to tune and how to have the music in the background. So I, I would love to redo it. But I wasn't disappointed in it because that, that was the stepping stone, the catalyst. Hey, we, this is our... This is our baseline, and we can do yeah. better each and every week with better content or more content, and you know, speaking better and and having you know. That's well. That's well said, though. Yeah, yeah baseline, right? It's you have baseline. to start somewhere. Yeah, we yeah. had to start somewhere, and we were. I would say I was a little bit nervous mm-hmm. uh, about putting ourselves out there, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not one to really care too much. I, I'm always out there. I put myself out there, but to have uh, people have the ability to. I don't say pick us apart, but have the ability for people to go, hey, you know, I'm not I'm challenging you and all the, all the rights to you to do that. For sure. And, you know, there, there was a lot of issues with, you know, are we recording properly? Are our microphones set up right? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me in your headset no, as well no. as I can hear you? And we ran through all, we still have those issues now, but back then it was such a massive undertaking to get this whole thing started as well so that was i thought it was a lot of added pressure we don't really have that pressure anymore so a little bit more free and, and easy yeah. going i think so yeah we had our first guest too so i mean we're, we're really kicking it up a notch we we're got a cruising. few more yeah we had a few more for 2024 for sure what's All your right. what's your cocktail what's Co- your favorite mom, my favorite cocktail and i i actually um, utilized it and deployed it i'll say deployed it uh many times <laughs> in the summer it was the uh um uh, the smoky mezcal, basil mezcal margarita. Mm, I, yeah. uh, Delicious. I, I was crushing those in the summer. I, I, we, I grew basil just so I could muddle it and with the... Uh, oh, yeah, it's underrated. In a cocktail, basil's underrated. Actually, any cocktail that has mint 
if you don't have mint, it, well, you mint, replace yeah. it with basil. It's yeah. in the same family. It is a hit every time. So yeah. good. And I learned from my good friend uh, Jordan Herman, you know, to slap, slap the basil, slap the, slap the base, slap the herbs, and it releases the. I don't say pheromones, but it releases the flavor portfolio of the of the. Um, I think it's the oils, yeah. Yeah, the botanicals of it, and yeah. you slap it, it released it. It's, oh, it's incredible! And so, uh, that that was my number one favorite. And it's now it's like in my mind, perfectly, perfectly can make any time, any place. Yeah, um, great. And you know, it's kind of a, a go-to now. So, what about yourself? What was your number one cocktail? I so I'm biased because this is the one that I picked. You chose. Okay. I chose. You chose but, it. but I was actually so pleasantly surprised by it. And I actually still think about it to today. And I look for it on menus when I go to a cocktail bar or <laughs> a nice restaurant. But the New York Sour. Oh, the New York Sour. It's a whiskey sour with that red wine float on top. It was, oh, it was choice. The egg so whites. Good. You get yes. protein. Yeah, a little bit of protein, yeah. And red wine, so the antioxidants uh, in there. So, I mean, you're, you can work out after that. And I think it looked cool, too. It yeah. looks sexy with that and little with bit of red. Red and then the kind of the frothy. You, you float it on yeah, top. Yeah. You don't just pour it in. You float, yeah, float it. Float so, it. So, yeah. 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 Well, it's two tier, a double tier. Double tier. All right. Finally for you. Just sure. Your favorite episode. What was your, fa- what was your favorite, you know, episode? Not current event, but favorite episode. I think it was the one. It was it was me being quite vulnerable around uh, losing my my grandmother, my Oma. Uh, you had some really good questions for me. Allowed me to open up. It actually actually really felt therapeutic. Uh, got to get some things off my chest and speaking to the audience and speaking with you about it. Just actually, I, I remember feeling really good about it. Like even days afterwards, it just felt really good and therapeutic. So that to me stands out as definitely my favorite episode. And, and it's going to be hard to beat that moving forward, to be honest. It was definitely a highlight for me. Yeah, it's heartfelt, right? So referencing back your your grandmother's, Oma's years of life and, mm-hmm. and going through the wars and you know, sharing the stories and, you know, the pains that she endured just to make it to Canada, to get to, to find freedom and to find safety here. Totally. To find yeah. that refuge. You know, and I think we all have those stories. And mm-hmm. if you go back in all of our lineages, just different grandparents and, and what they had, the adversity they had to go through to get to a point where now you're alive today, yeah. which we don't always sit back and think about. So for me, being able to articulate that and speak to you about that, it was, it was, it was a nice, nice time. So yeah, yeah. life wasn't easy back then. Life, no. life wasn't easy in the twenties, you know, and, and thirties, you know, there was war, the real wars happening that were impacting all of us Absolutely. Uh, and the, and the world wasn't so populated. So, um, definitely, you know, felt it from, from you. Um, I'll say my favorite episode Maybe not content-wise, but my my most enjoyment was the trip to Seattle, and so oh, yeah. setting up yes. in the in the twenty first story of the hotel overlooking the city, and, and and having us on the road, microphones in hand, and and being able to do this uh, on the road and in a hotel room and, and just enjoy life, but you know write some of the stuff while we were in seattle because it shaped how we were gonna kind of speak to it mm-hmm. um really meant something to me because we can do this kind of anywhere totally totally and we don't have to be in the pod lab we can create a pod lab and we can do this and we can take what our journey teaches us and bring that to to the podcast i loved it too and you and i got out and we managed to just 
ponder around a little bit around the hotel and we were taking some photos and posting it on the top shelf yeah, Instagram yeah. page and I, you know if I was looking from a pure fun perspective that definitely would have been mine as well and I, I, I toyed with that and also maybe one of the straight shooter episodes oh, straight like shooters yeah tons of fun of course straight shooter we're half cut when we're doing it so of course <laughs> those are always fun um, but then, yeah, I, I, I settled with what I settled with. But I, I can see why you had that as number one because that was a really good time. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to the next time we do that. Yeah, we're going to do it for sure. We're going to do it for sure. It's, uh, it's just kind of make it a thing and, and just being on the road. Um, the, think, Guilford the Guilford Sheraton. The Guilford Sheraton. Yeah. We, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> Third <laughs> Sorry. Floor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, second floor of the parkade. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Let's jump into the, the newest to- uh, topic for us and for, yeah. our, for our listeners. And that's, you know, something very passionate to me. I, I picked up over the last two or three years. I don't, I try to avoid using this word in my uh, business and personal life because I don't find value in it. But it's stop being busy and Sorry. start being productive. Now, if, if, if I let, just pause for a second, let, let that sink in. How many friends of yours say to you that I'm too busy to spend time with you or I'm too busy to get that job done or I'm too busy. Yeah, I've thought a lot about this and and you're right. The difference between busy and and being productive, I've been off work for three years and I'll tell you that I'm very busy still and I'm not working full time. I am semi-productive, but I'm not anywhere near as productive as I am busy. So they are completely different things, right? And to my, to your point, one thing I was thinking about is you have to make time for certain events in life. And at work, if you want to be productive, you need to schedule those events. You need to make sure that they're tangible. They're in the calendar. If you just think you're going to go through the day and just get stuff done and look and act busy, you're not going to be productive. They, they don't equal the same. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I think for me, you aren't going to be remembered for being busy. No. You're you're going to be remembered for being productive. Yeah. What do you achieve? Your legacy isn't being busy. Yeah. Being busy doesn't mean you're getting anything done, right? That's right. And you you can't force that. And so structure yourself. Set yourself up for success. Don't busy yourself. Learn to say no to things that are not meaningful or that don't take you to where you need to go. Yeah, yeah. They don't add value or you're not adding value. I remember looking at one of my supervisor's calendar once and he's like, I'm so busy. Look at, I got eight calls today and I would go through every single one with him. And it's like, what's this one about? Mm -hmm. Do you speak in this one? Are you presenting anything? Are you adding value? Do you need to be on that call? Or do you have somebody from your team that's on that call that can give you the cold notes later? There are ways for you to say no or to um, better time manage. You're you're talking delegation. But delegation or even like maybe maybe there is no value. Instead of attending that call every single week, why don't you just attend it once a month to check in and get a a temperature check? Yeah, you're just dipping in, right? But, you know, if you really want to get ahead in life, being busy is not going to get you there. Okay. I agree. Being productive is going to get you there. And, and that's going to get you noticed. That's going to give you your numbers. That's going to set you apart from everyone else. When everyone else is busy and you're productive, you have results. Being busy doesn't equal results. Being productive gives you results. And we all know if you, when you're juggling too many balls, you're going to drop one eventually as well. right? Stop so, juggling balls. Stop juggling the balls. That's right. <laughs> no, and... 
I used, I've had people that would come to me and say, oh, I'm sorry I'm late, I'm too busy, or I missed that call because I'm too busy, or I didn't hit my deadline because I'm too busy. And then I would always say to them, well, if it was your dentist appointment, would you have made it? If it was your daughter's recital at school, would you have made it? And nine out of ten times they're like, well, yeah, of course I would have made it. Well, because you would have prioritized that. Right. right. Yeah, you would have prioritized. So yeah. prioritize your items. You know, better time management and learn to say no. Sometimes, as leaders, we just use it the word delegate, delegation. All these different tools that you have in your tool belt. If you put them all together, you're going to be far more productive and less busy. And I think that's such a good recipe. So yeah, yeah. We we mentioned shiny things, or I'm going to say, stop chasing the ambulances. Yeah. Focus on what is meaningful to you. What will deliver results for you, your company, your personal goals, mm-hmm. and avoid chasing the ambulances. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Now what are we doing? Now, <laughs> I'm going to prepare, and this is a our own recipe. So Yeah, we, we, we made this. Up. We, we made, made this. this whole thing. Yeah, the T-S-T-Teeny. I, uh, I brewed this real tea. Today, yeah, and the coffee maker. What kind? What kind of tea is it? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're, we're going to get into this tea. Okay. And so, you know, I brewed it. I put uh, three bags in my coffee maker. Eight cups of um, eight cups of water. Turned it on. Cranked it up. It uh, actually brought me back to a childhood memory. The smell, because I don't, I don't generally drink this uh, tea, um, but it took me back. So. What I did, what is it, what, what we use as our baseline for tea is the red rose tea. Mm, yes, and so I, I can remember my mom and my uh, my aunt having this tea when I was a young kid. I remember the little teapot with the little cover, the little yeah. that slid over top, I guess, to keep it warm or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's a warmer. That's right. And uh, I remember having that, and it just took me back. So and cool. it was red rose tea. Yes, red rose tea. Red rose tea. And what's the name of my aunt? Auntie Rose. Auntie Rose. That's Absolutely. incredible. Absolutely. Yeah, so, what a tie-in. And so I'm, uh, you know, my aunt's still with us. She's out in the valley. And we're going to do this um, top shelf TS Titini. The Titini on Jan 15. Titini on Jan 15. I'm going to honor this to my mom and my aunt and we're gonna it's it's non-alcoholic and we're gonna mix it up a little bit clint will walk you through we got some fresh pressed lime juice or lemon juice we've got some elderflower am i gonna walk them through or are you gonna walk Uh, yeah you are gonna make it oh am i making it no yeah Ah. no Ah. yeah okay i'll make it i'll make it yeah you're gonna make it (laughs) okay The ice is in here. You got got to be kind of strong to lift that lid, though. Yeah. Oh, there. I I made it loose for you. And so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to put the ice in the shaker glass. Okay. Clint's popping some ice in the shaker glass. We've got the uh, fresh brewed tea. Wait. Okay. And we're going to add an ounce of lemon juice. This is for two drinks. Okay, don't make a mess. We've we have also a f- oh, make a mess. he's well. quite messy and he doesn't clean up after himself. Wait a sec. Okay, and then I we're gonna turn over a new leaf. Remember? Yeah. Okay, uh, he's gonna add oh, the tea. Uh, tea. Yeah, red rose tea. Actually, no, I'm gonna add the bitters next. Yeah, a couple dashes of the elderflower bitters. It's incredible. And he, now he's struggling with getting it out. 
yeah, it's Clint here. This is this is Clint for you. Just inability <laughs> inability to get anything done. You know what? He said he was. I a used bartender. to be a bartender. Yeah. Imagine how, how much how long it took to get a drink. It's Fifteen minutes to get a drink. It's just beer. Okay. And then uh, he's gonna pour in the tea over the ice with the lemon juice. Looks about right. So probably four ounces. Just gonna shake. Get it. Do it tight. It's gonna spray everywhere. There we go. He's shaking it up. Okay. We've got our two martini glasses here. Oh, oh see, I knew it. It's okay. I'll clean it. Mm -hmm. I'll clean it. I'm mm -hmm. a new man. Yeah. You're turning a new leaf, and I got half use. Savage. And we're gonna garnish with the. With a the garnache. With a lemon zest. I'll get a photo. That's important. Photos up. Oh, it looks great. Okay. All right, I'm back, baby. Oh, that's too bad. You miss me? No. <laughs> I, clearly, clearly, I missed the mess, but um, I missed the memo. I bring you. Like, Cheers. Sipping up Nastravie. Woo! It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know like what we forgot? What? Simple syrup. Yeah, well, that's what it needs. There's no sweetness. I, I was just going to say. There's it, no sweetness. In it's. It tastes like tea, but it's tart like lemon, and you need a little bit of uh, simple syrup. Simple syrup. So and that's actually on the list. Our, on our list. <laughs> hey, so. you know what? Next year, when we review what our least we're, favorite cocktail was, we'll no, say we can't it was see the teeny. We're, we're gonna take a run, another run at this, and we'll, we're gonna re report back on the next episode because we're yes. gonna try another one of these, but with less mess. And I'll make it this time, yeah, as opposed yeah. to Clint. I think because you should make all the cocktails moving you're forward. Just, you're letting me down. Um, hey, you know I'm trying my best. Uh, but still, I drink it. It's, it still tastes still tastes good. I love the red the tea. So, yeah, um, I'm glad uh, we could do this uh, for you guys. We are going to try to get more on a regular schedule with Metamucil, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try to ba uh, bang these out, as Clint likes to say, every week or two. So. I'm having a fit here. I'm sorry. The Metamucil comment had me going. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. I think you should stop yelling. Your volume is loud. Stop yelling. I think it's your headset. No, your excitement is way <laughs> too high. We're going to get into a good rhythm here. And our plan is that we're going to meet up at least once a week to, yeah. to dialogue and to write down some ideas. And then hopefully we're recording at least once every two weeks, at minimum. So, yeah. yeah. You're going to blow Chris's speakers in the old RAM. <laughs> so you maybe tone the volume down over there. Oh, man, I'm having a total fit. Right? I feel like I'm in high school here. I can't sweet, stop laughing. Sweet surrender. Sweet surrender. All right, everybody. This is uh, Jason Kraus, your number one host with the most. January 15, E with our T.S. Titini signing out. Over to my main man, Clinton. I love you all. We'll, see, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>